0: SAFM, leading the conversation. The Viewpoint, 8 to 10 p.m. Flipping conventional wisdom on its head. Songhe somapepe on SAFM. Born in Durban, raised in the south coast KZN, our co-host this evening requires literal introduction and is no stranger to the media as well as to our listeners. One of the youngest persons elected to be a member of Parliament back in 2012, a gentleman who has cut his teeth, In all spheres of political activism, a former UKZN Sardesmo SRC member, former chairperson of the IFP Youth Brigade, straight talker in Parliament, very erudite at that. He has himself an LLB at UKZN and an LLM at the University of the Witwatersrand. Of course, his mentor can only be Bayete Prince Mangosutu Butelezi. He's a father to a doting eight-year-old, I think it is, um, son of course and none other than thank you so much for your time welcome to this the viewpoint and we are so pleased to have you as one of the younger persons in this country who is hopefully going to have the kind of impact that a young person with your energy should make in parliament how are you doing how's the lockdown are you safe is the family well uh,
1: Um, fine thanks and i hope that south africans are taking care of themselves um, besides my brother who unfortunately um, had an incident um, and, you know, was in hospital, but we're quite happy that he's back home, and um, so, to say thanks to all the healthcare workers at the hospital who were taking care of him, and I think in the spirit of um, the, you know, the theme of tonight or the discussion we'll be having later, mm. um, it's good to pay tribute to the healthcare workers who, as we stay at home, they are throwing themselves out today um, into um, you know, the mix of what is actually before us mm. and paying that tribute. Of course, my mother was also a nurse, so I've got a very close affinity to healthcare workers, but otherwise, one is well under mm. the circumstances. And um, hopefully, you are well as well. I am
0: I am indeed, Booty. Thanks so much for asking. Um, we do this because. Not only do we love it, but I suppose it gives us a good excuse to leave the house because you can only stay bound in one place for so long. But thank you so much for that. And we do wish your brother a full and speedy recovery to his former self. Let's engage you. What have you been up to lately? I mean, we would be quite happy seeing you in Parliament and holding to account those persons who come before you in confirming how they would have spent their money, the many different departments of government and agencies in particular. But now that that is not happening the way that certainly convention has had it been happening, how is your work, parliament work that is taking place right now under the circumstances of COVID and the lockdown?
1: Well, I think we're taking full advantage of the um, technological, um, you know, infrastructure that's available to us, Mm. the virtual meetings. And I think that this is a serious lesson for Parliament and South Africa moving forward, that um, we certainly do not have to have delegations flying down all the way from Pretoria to um, Cape Town for meetings. Let's um, also make use of Um, the virtual platforms post the lockdown and post-Covid. As part of cost-cutting measures, cost-saving, we are still grappling, of course, with the dynamic of two capitals, um, Cape Town and um, Pretoria. And, of course, at some point that decision needs to be taken. One needs to move to the other um, because you've got the executive now flying down to Cape Town because they are held accountable there. And at times it is a waste, you know, if people are not prepared, you've convened people and you find that it's an absolute waste of time and you send them packing all the way to Pretoria again, Mm. you have to consider the flights, the hotel accommodation, the S&T. So there are lessons coming out of COVID-19, which I believe are quite useful for South Africa. So it's not all doom and gloom. It's an opportunity to press the reset button and establish a new normal. Um, for the purposes of taking the country forward. And that is what we are doing as well at Scopa. Obviously, we're trying to find our feet. And um, I do know that um, in certain quarters um, of um, social media in particular, you have a Twitter article going on and on about um, how we are not doing our work, how we're not effective and so on, which is all, I suppose, criticism which... um, may have merit in certain um, instances as a committee is certainly not perfect. But I think there must be an appreciation of the fact that we're a new committee under new circumstances, unraveling corruption and mismanagement, which has characterized our discourse for the longest of time. But I'm quite um, you know, happy at, with the team that I'm working with of dedicated MPs um, who we are all trying to um, find our feet, as I or saying, And then, of course, um, move forward. I think we will be making greater impact when everybody now understands um, in the new space that we are in of our responsibilities, and we will be making headway and we'll be prioritizing the issue. So it's also a learning experience. I think it's very really important that... When you come into a new responsibility, mm. you take the time to learn. Don't come in there thinking you're going to wave a magic wand and you're going to um, overnight um, fix things. Yes, we all want things to change and we all want consequences, but also due process must be our guiding uh, um, you know, principle. And I think I want to encourage South Africans and particularly young people as well that um, take the time to learn so that you can be effective and efficient moving forward.
0: Talking about learning then, how much of an engagement have you had in, I suppose, in the context of onboarding in relation to your task with Temba Gordi, your predecessor, because he had done quite a sterling job in that position and he obviously would have left and vacated the seat with a lot of institutional memory. So talking about learning, to what extent, if any, do you engage him and what do you typically talk about if you do?
1: Um, I did have a conversation with the chair and he left a legacy report, of course, which I was all with because I was part of the committee um, in the fifth parliament for its full duration. Um, he has been available as, just as many others, actually, who have been in that space um, and also my own colleagues um, who have um, been in parliament before. And so I'm drawing from a vast array of experience, expertise and vantage points And, um, of course, the support staff that we have um, has been very good because there's continuity in that respect as well. And the colleagues which I'm working with um, is also... And are dedicated South Africans, and of course um, we, as I'm saying, we're all finding our feet. So we encourage South Africans to reach out to us as well, to have the conversations um, about um, public accounts, and just about good governance in general, um, and so there have been academics that have reached out um, to me, and some that I've reached out to as well, and have had meetings, um, you know, uh, with people to sort of get a perspective, and I really appreciate the fact that the President Offices of the National Assembly, the Speaker mm-hmm. and the um, Deputy Speaker are always readily available, and the House Chair. And of course, um, as you indicated in the intro, Prince Vitalizzi is, is my mentor, and he has given very clear instructions um, to um, me when the The position was offered to the IFP and then obviously the IFP nominated me in that regard. And always the the one thing he said was that this is about country duty and you will have to rise above the political divides which characterize our discourse and have a blind eye so that you can hold everybody accountable. And that will include um, IFP government municipalities as well if they need to appear before us. Um, There's no compromise on that as well. So we're certainly not approaching this from a perspective um, of party politics. We understand the gravity um, of the checks and balances in our constitutional discourse. And Scopa has to be um, one of those as well. And so I really appreciate the fact that Mm -hmm. I can tap into a world of um, experience. And, of course, the new president Mm -hmm. of the IFP as well, Nubik Ladesa, has actually himself given the marching orders of ensuring that we do justice um, to 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 this um, position um, that we have been given in the interests of the country.
0: Sure, Mr. Mkulego Sengwe, member of parliament. National spokesperson of Ingata Freedom Party IFP and also the chairperson of the standing committee on public accounts in the National Assembly here is our guest this evening and in a little over 10 minutes from now he will take over the show as co-host the second such installment on this the viewpoint with Songas on my Bed. The date is the 9th of June 2020. The lines are open 0891 104 207. Drop us a WhatsApp voice note 614 Remember the rules under a minute. Keep it clean and be in an environment that is clear. No dogs barking or no echo like you're in a bathroom or something like that. Mr. Tlengo is happy to take your calls and comments directed to him or certainly in the second segment of this hour when he's talking to his friends, Drs. Fezilem Kiza and Stelom Kiza, who incidentally are brothers. More about that conversation later. Let's talk about... Um, non-partisan nature of your work because when we watch television the parliamentary channel in particular especially the work that takes place in the national assembly the debates that are taking place there one might be forgiven for thinking that that is exactly what happens once the cameras are not rolling and you guys are in your committee works but to the extent that i understand it's anything but there's a lot of collegiality that takes place there and a lot of those party political divides that of course have to be seen by the voters at the same time, you get rid of them in committee work because that is the hardcore work of Parliament. Tell us about the experience.
1: Yeah, of course, um, the engine room of Parliament is the committees, and that is where you obviously need to put the country first. Um, we ob- obviously are all coming from different persuasions, different ideological um, you know, orientations, and we've got um, different visions for South Africa insofar as um, what we want to see at the end of it. But the reality we must grapple with is the now. You're dealing with high unemployment, particularly a young, a, amongst young people. You're dealing with the issues of inequality and access to, to education, to the job market. and an economy that... Um, certainly is characterized by um, grave injustices and unfairness. And so those are all the things that need to be your North Star as a public mm. representative mm. Um, to understand that you obviously, I mean, the IFP policies are my guiding um, principle, but I need to um, wage those against the national interests. Any other member would. When we get into the chamber, it's a different ballgame. We're playing out the politics because we've been elected on a political ticket, and it's that political outlook which we are convincing South Africans that should be the direction the country must take. But when we come out, at the end of it, we're all South Africans as well, Um, and we we share the concerns of the country. I mean, I've got friends across the political spectrum. I chill with... um, you know, I'm, um, uh, MPs across the world. I mean, at some point, one quick thing is that we as the young MPs, we went, uh, we went out on a very chilled night as young people and we, you know, just chilling together to Right to to instill in ourselves the reality that at the end of the day we are in a country duty which requires our collective efforts So I think in the main, um, the majority of um, MPs and I would imagine councillors as well, they should understand that we we, there is a time for politicking and politics, as my politics leader used to say. But at the same time, there's the country duty, and so it's different moments at different times. Um, when that needs to play, out. I certainly don't think that we are enemies. Um, We are just competitors in the political space. um, And politics is a theater of ideas. And you need to convince me, and I must convince you. But also at the same time, Prince Utiliziole has taught me, um, we must be able to agree to disagree without being disagreeable. And that is what needs to be the anchor of our outlook working together.
0: 2024, all of five minutes left in this exchange between myself and the Honourable Mr. Hlengua before he takes over here on Tuesday in the hashtag Tuesday Takeover. The guest profile of Mr. Hlengua is about to end. And then, of course, he takes over as the host of The Viewpoint, something that he can add hopefully one day to his CV and say, I've got radio experience. Perhaps you can make me speaker. Any such ambitions? Thank
1: Well, you know, I got into parliament at 24 and, of course, in politics at a much even younger age. Mm. Um, And so I would want to diversify um, my life experience. And I would imagine that um, there are a lot of opportunities available um, that um, one must tap tap into moving forward. I'm certainly not going to be permanent um, in politics. But wherever I am, um, I would certainly want to be doing something which is, about serving South Africa. When we left high school, um, 15 years ago, our school principal um said, "When you as you go out into the world, never let things replace people." And so wherever I'll be, I'll be trying to do something about you know making sure that I serve the people. But for now, I'm quite committed to my responsibilities and the work that I have been given. And of course, I appreciate the trust vested in me by the Mm. IFP and the IFP structures, you know. Um, Trusting me at a very young age, of course, at the time. It was unprecedented in South Africa. I was only 24. And so the IFP trailblazing in that regard. And I knew then that if I got to Parliament and stuffed up, I would have probably set a bad precedent um, for other young people as well who had a design and ambition to serve their country. Whatever politics party and so that added pressure it would remind me you're the youngest to the youngest to them like yeah i know but judge me on my capabilities and i appreciate the fact that they did and i continue to learn um, and grow so what wherever life takes me i think the only thing i know now and will ever know is service to the people
0: he has mastered the politician's art of responding to a question. But without answering it. Thank you very much. I think I got my answer, though, even though I could never be able to coach <laughs> <Play> you. <nice. laughs> Gosnati calling us from Durban. Good evening. Thanks for calling. Gosnati, are you there? Gosnati? Okay, Gosnati seems to have escaped us from some reason or the other. Beg your pardon for that. Good evening, Songhezo. Please ask the gentleman... From the IFP, how they celebrated Africa Day, because to me the IFP is a tribal party and very homophobic party. Nothing serious they contribute in our societies. This is from De Beers in Kakamas in the Northern Cape. You want to respond to those allegations or to those views? I suppose.
1: Um, well, I mean, I think we we we're not in a position to be having grandiose celebrations of anything. South Africa and the world during this time we are seized to the lockdown um, but I do know that in the schedule that had been approved in January and um, the Africa Day was going to be part of the things we would have observed um, and secondly um, when the lockdown was announced one of the biggest things we had to forego was the 45 celebrations of the party so we've made sacrifices like everybody else and at the same time we've stepped up to the occasion of making sure that respond positively to the reality before us our municipalities are hard at work we made our contribution to the solidarity fund we continue to do our duties of holding government to account and um, during this time i certainly do not believe that the ifp is homophobic and i do not believe that the ifp subscribes to um tribalistic and politics you can look at the diversification of our public representatives and then it will tell you that none of those things hold we are a party which serve South Africans and of course we we are not um, you know ignorant to the propaganda machinery that that plays part of the politics and ours is to rise above those things and be unflinching in our resolve of service to the people but none of the allegations leveled um, through that message are true or hold water and we are proud um, of being Africans and we are proud of being citizens of the world.
0: Let's take a call, and it was only a matter of time before he came on. Good evening, Mike, calling us from Cape Town. Mike. us
2: Hi, good evening. How are you, man? I'm well, see and
0: you? Fantastic, thank you. I'm not surprised you're calling. Thank you, indeed. Your <laughs> thoughts for Mr. Tengua?
2: Yeah, two quick questions, or two. One comment, one question. First of all, I have to disagree. I know technology is fantastic, but I find watching Parliament an absolute shambles <laughs> with the new technology. I'm certainly not blaming your guest, but quite frankly... It's an absolute joke, and the democracy is not being served well with the fact that we keep with the the, the way the, the the system is just breaking down. But that's not his fault. It just uh, it's not doing us any favors. My real frustration is how many people uh, can he give me, and I've counted four mm. that have have failed to turn up and disrespect the office. Uh, of the Standing Committee of Public Accounts. Uh, the Minister, I, fa- I remember the Minister of, fa- of Home Affairs failed to turn up to explain the Gupta's naturalisation. I remember Kassazana Lumini zuma failed to pitch up uh, at a committee meeting. I can't remember what it was. I think it had something to do with Eskom. I remember uh, 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 Jabu Babuza failed to also show up and as well as Lindewi Sisulu also failed to show up have these people ever pitched to these committees or or they still found wanting and why have they been let off the hook thanks very much thank so
0: fantastic thanks so much mike um Mr. Chlengu, you want to reply to that
2: um yeah
1: quick one um i'm not aware of the minister of home affairs having to come before scopa the matter of the culture's naturalization was not a scopa matter um the minister of COCTA did pitch um after we addressed our issues with and clarified ourselves and, of course, Minister Lindewe Sisulu was just before the committee some two weeks ago to explain matters of the Department of Water and Sanitation. And I think there must be an appreciation in the South African discourse that they, they are also politicians. And so we are all going to work politically until um, things get done. And we are unflinching in that resolve. Today we have taken a decision that the liquidators obviously expressed if they continue on the trajectory of not wanting to appear – will subpoena them so we certainly are going to make sure that people comply but the ones that have been cited by mike um say for the minister of home affairs we had no need to come before us i think that was a home affairs portfolio committee so that she can respond but the ones that have been cited here um, um have pitched um on the issue of um the the, the virtual capabilities yes of course um, this is a new reality and this boundary of teething problems. But I think at the same time, the serious reflection we need to do as a country is to say, if we can send children back to school, particularly grade 12 and grade 8, um, then Parliament should be in session as well. Those are the kind of concessions we need to be speaking about those are the hard discussions we need to have it can't be we can't be speaking from both sides of our mouths. if we're saying that we are operational as a country and we're opening up the economy Parliament must lead by example and so I think that um, this is something that the chief would need to sort out as a matter of urgency but of course there's also the limitations of travel at this point. Um, because members are scattered around the country. But I think at some point when the full traveling um, regime has been restored, um, Parliament will have to um, take up um, its space and be fully functional and fully operational.
0: Let's take one more call. Matsiriso in Rodeport. Hi. Yes, shoot. Matsiriso, you're on air.
1: Yes, I can I can't hear you properly, but... I will try. Ooh, something is disturbing me. We've got to cross lines.
0: Matiliso, please speak. We can hear you.
1: Oh, all right. I, I, I just want to talk to you, I guess. The, I just want to say that I would like to congratulate you to be still a young, still a young man. he have got a bright future in front of him. Together with the one of the UDM. Those are the two
0: young men that are like most. Thank you very much, Matsidi. So I think you're referring to Lengua and uh, Guangwa there. Concord failed Makati. That's a tweet that has come through. Listen to it, please, Mr. Lengua, and then you can reply to it. I think it speaks to what you had initially mentioned earlier on in the two centers, if you like, Pretoria and Cape Town, of the public office. If it was easy for this cabinet to say, open quote, shut down the SAA because apparently it sinks our fiscus, why is it difficult to take a decision to sell the parliamentary buildings and houses in Cape Town, save billions and move everyone to Pretoria? Why consider DA politics here? Your response to that, to Concord Um I'm not aware
1: of what he's referring to there. Um, I would have to read up on that I would hate to respond to my position of ignorance Doesn't help me and doesn't help The the, the discussion
0: at all Accepted but I mean I think Really what what would your thoughts be In the decamping Altogether from Cape Town And come to Pretoria The headquarters and have parliament Taking place here and everything Being centralized in Pretoria being the Nation's capital as opposed to having to go To Cape Town
1: Well, I think that's quite functional, actually. Um, I think it it, it helps us in a number of respects um, for the country. And I mean, some people have made the argument that Cape Town will collapse from a tourism perspective. I certainly doubt that tourists are coming to Cape Town because they want to see us. I think there's a world of um, things which are available in Cape Town, um, which are actually tourist attractions beyond just um, the political posture which takes place there. And I don't think the high heavens would fall either. I think that um, plans must be set into motion um, for that. I think it's quite pragmatic. It's functional, and for me, of course, it saves costs. Uh, I would, uh, mm. anything that saves uh, money for South Africans. We can redirect it to 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 other things. Will help. I mean, think about it this way: if you the two capitals right now, it means ministers get two houses, two cars, two sets of staff, um, and and, and so on and so forth. So you're doing everything twice. It's unnecessary. Um, And I think that um, if the inclination is a a, a tourism sensitive one Um, I think people would still want to go and visit parliamentary buildings they are of historic um, uh, importance in South Africa and they will continue to keep the city um, afloat um, regardless of whether we do or not. So I think we, we need to bite the bullet in that regard and uh, set into motion the necessary plans of moving uh, uh, Parliament to Pretoria. Oh unless of course there is an idea to say then that move Pretoria to Cape Town. But in the final mm, amendment one of the t- one of the two mm. um, needs need, need, need to cancel out.
0: For sure. Oh well that was then the conversation with the guest Mr Mkulego, Member of Parliament, national spokesperson for the IFP and chair Person of scope. But that's the Standing Committee on Public Accounts. After the ad break, he is going to be the anchor of the Viewpoint, and not with Songasama Benge, but with Mnkulego Shenguai, and his guests. In fact, I'm going to give him all the time and opportunity to literally take over, as well as to introduce to us in the next 30, 25 minutes or so who his guests are and what they will be talking about after the break. Lengua, it's all yours.